I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called, with all lowliness and humility, with patience, bearing with one another in love, being eager to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Ephesians 4, 1-3 Dear Lord, in a world that often glorifies pride and selfish ambition, help us to walk in humility. Make us gentle in our interactions, patient in our trials, and enduring in our love for one another. Father, empower us to lay aside our differences, our judgments, and our grievances so that we may embody the unity that your Spirit provides. Oh, how the enemy seeks to divide us, Father, but we recognize that our strength lies in our unity, a unity founded not on worldly principles, but on the rock-solid truth of your word. Enable us, Lord, to strive for this unity, to maintain the bond of peace that so beautifully reflects your own divine nature. Let the world look upon us, your children, and see a people passionately committed to embodying your love, your patience, and your kindness. And as we do, so may we draw others into this glorious fellowship, expanding the family of God one redeemed life at a time. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us for this divine calling. We pray all of these things in the precious and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome to Pray News, where hope is our only bias. Today's news at a glance, Israel and the international community prepare for a full-out invasion of Gaza. Jim Jordan is nominated for Speaker of the House, but the GOP is wrought with infighting, and NASA has launched a cosmic treasure hunt. As international and political divisions become increasingly heated, it becomes all the more important for God's people to be unified under one spirit, one Lord, and one salvation. There are plenty of things we can disagree on, whether it be Calvinism versus Armenianism, social justice reforms, Shake Shack versus Chick-fil-A, or boxers versus Greece. Opportunities for healthy dialogue, reasonable disagreement, and passionate debate abound. However, we must never forget that there is a shared ethos that unites us as believers no matter what our small differences might be. We're all sinners in desperate need of a savior. This truth unites us, humbles us, and causes us to cling to Christ's character when the world seems to be spiraling out of control. Today is a gentle reminder to disagree in a way that doesn't sever unity and effectiveness for God's kingdom. We're so glad you're here. We pray today's take on the news leaves you informed and transformed. If you've been enjoying Pray News, consider leaving us a review. We have seen many reviews come in and they encourage us every single day. Before we get to today's first story, let's hear a word from these sponsors. Listen to the podcast, Heroes in the Bible, Jesus, with Dr. Tony Evans. This is my beloved son. It is in him I am pleased. What have you to say for yourself, Jesus? You have made claims to be the son of Jehovah. I am as you said. Listen to Heroes in the Bible, Jesus, with Dr. Tony Evans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Our first story of today is another update from Israel. And if you haven't noticed, our first story of each day has been an update on Israel thus far. We do so because it's an ongoing and developing story, and we want to keep all of you in the loop. The intensifying conflict between Israel and Hamas is reaching an unprecedented scale. The latest escalations come as Israel forces prepare for a ground invasion of Gaza, while also countering challenges on its northern border with Lebanon involving Hezbollah militants. On Sunday, Israel's military struck multiple targets in Gaza, signaling a potential ground assault. Concurrently, the nation's northern border became a hotspot as Israeli jets counterattacked Lebanon-based militants, including Hezbollah, 
According to Israeli authorities, these counterattacks were prompted by at least six strikes against Israeli territory, injuring five in the town of Shatula. This double-edged conflict has international implications. President Joe Biden weighed in, stating Israel is going after a group of people who have engaged in barbarism that is as consequential as the Holocaust. Biden did not confirm yet whether he would visit Israel, but stated that the U.S. is concerned about Hezbollah's activities and is in dialogue with Iran, which backs the militant group. The rising temperature of this conflict will test the fortitude of our president and other world leaders as they seek to de-escalate this. The immediate cause for Israel's heightened military activities was an attack by Hamas militants last week, which reportedly led to the death total of 1,400 Israelis, described as the worst single-day death toll for Jews since the Holocaust. In response, an Israeli airstrike killed Bilal al-Qadra, a Hamas commander responsible for a massacre at Kibbutz Nurim. On the flip side, the Gazan Health Ministry reported the death toll of 2,450 Palestinians, surpassing fatalities from the 2014 war between the two sides. Amidst the turmoil, efforts for diplomatic resolution are underway. Egyptian officials have been coordinating with the U.S. to allow American citizens to leave Gaza via the Rafah crossing in exchange for humanitarian aid. This move is particularly significant given Gaza's growing shortages of essentials like water and fuel. Moreover, Egyptian President Abdel Fattah Assisi has called for an international summit to discuss the future of the Palestinian issue, underscoring the gravity of the situation. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is also involved in diplomatic efforts, having recently met with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and Egyptian President Sisi. The focus seems to be on preventing Hamas's attacks on Israel and ensuring the conflict doesn't broaden even further. The United Nations has raised alarm bells about a humanitarian crisis, highlighting shortages of drinking water and fuel for hospitals in Gaza. The mass casualties have burdened health facilities to the extent that ice cream trucks are being used as mobile morgues in Gaza, according to reports. Israel issued a 24-hour evacuation notice prompting an exodus of nearly 1 million people from Gaza. The evacuation process has been fraught with difficulties as evidenced by a deadly incident involving a convoy in which nearly 70 people were killed. While details about the incident are still being debated, it shines a spotlight on the extreme difficulties faced by civilians in that region, not just militant infighters. Gaza, which has long been under a blockade, faces shortages of basic necessities like food, water, electricity. The main hospital in the region is within the evacuation zone, with reports stating that the system is overwhelmed, they are running solely on generators, and they'll only last a couple more days. As Israel urges Palestinian civilians to move south, Hamas is telling people to stay put, creating a conundrum for ordinary citizens that just want to keep their families safe within Gaza. The United States has increased its military presence in the region as well, signaling its concern over the unfolding events, obviously. Meanwhile, Iran has sent a complex message expressing its wish to avoid further escalation, but warning that it will get involved if Israeli military operations in Gaza continue. The Iranian foreign minister has met with Hezbollah leader Nasrallah, leading to speculation about the potential involvement of other parties in the conflict, which could be disastrous for the entire world. Iran, an ally of Hezbollah, has warned about the risks of a regional conflict, suggesting that the United States could also be dragged into the escalation if it goes further. Hezbollah has also been shooting at security cameras along the Israeli border, ratcheting up the tension. Interestingly, Palestinian Authority President Mohammed Abbas criticized Hamas's actions in a call with Venezuela President Nicolas Maduro. 
He stated that the militant group's actions didn't represent the Palestinian people as a whole and called for the opening of humanitarian corridors among all nations. As both sides suffer enormous human losses, the complexity and scale of this conflict, along with its global ramifications, are clear. Diplomatic channels are buzzing, and foreign diplomats are working against the clock to find a peaceful solution. We're going to be praying that peacemakers rise up from among this community. Amidst the grim statistics and escalating military action, the voice of moderation and a humanitarian concern must not be lost in the fray. Whether attacks and retaliation are justified or not, innocents are always caught in the crossfires of war. The elderly woman held captive without her medication. The men beheaded in the streets for defending their families in Israel. The children lost in horrific fashion. The hospitals overrun without water or electricity as they watch people slowly die. These are the horrific casualties of war. We don't cheer for winners or losers. Some will pray that this country wins and this group of people loses, but we know that in a war like this, there are no winners. In the midst of the horror and humanitarian crises, we cling to the words spoken in Revelation 22. Like a sailor to the mast of a sinking ship, we cling to these words and we cry out to Jesus, come soon, come soon. With all this being said, let's lift the story up in prayer. Dear God, we pray for peace and a resolution to this heart-wrenching conflict that has claimed so many lives and torn families apart. Guide the hands and hearts of the leaders involved so that they might find a path towards reconciliation and healing for their people. We pray for generations and generations of hatred and bitterness that has accumulated to this moment. Lord Jesus, by your spirit and by mobilizing a group of peacemakers, may you redeem this situation. We remember the innocent lives caught in the crossfire, the children, the elderly, those who are hurting, and pray for their safety and well-being. In these dark times, may humanity find the wisdom and courage to navigate towards light, peace, and restoration. We echo the words of Revelation 22. Come, Lord Jesus, come. In Jesus' name, amen. Our second story of today is for those that aren't yet sick of hearing how dysfunctional Washington is. If politics were a chessboard, it seems like we've reached a point where some players are flipping the board out of sheer frustration. Others are stealing the bishops, and a few are arguing over the rules. Yet, here we have Jim Jordan, sidestepping pawns and placing his knight square in the center, hoping to claim the grand title of Speaker of the House. In an already tumultuous political landscape, Ohio Republican Representative Jim Jordan secured the nomination for Speaker of the House in what can only be described as the GOP's recent soap opera of international politics. This narrative twist came after Jordan initially withdrew his candidacy in favor of Representative Steve Scalise, only to re-enter the contest and secure the nomination. Talk about a plot reversal. But let's unpack what all of this means for a nation already divided, not just between two primary political parties, but also within them. A secret ballot revealed that 55 Republicans would not support Jordan on the House floor, throwing into question whether the firebrand conservative will gain the 217 votes needed to officially wield the gavel. But who's counting, except for probably everyone's fault? He went head-to-head -head with Representative Austin Scott, another challenger for the coveted position, and won 124 votes far exceeding the tally Scalise managed in his initial attempt to claim the spot. We've reached a point in our political discourse where the term polarizing has almost become a badge of honor, Jordan told ABC News, epitomizing the stark contrast in viewpoints within his own party. Steve Womack, a fellow Republican, issued a stern warning that 
This chaotic shuffle could have far-reaching implications, especially with the 2024 elections lurking around the corner like an impatient Grinch. What's telling in all of this is the hesitation among some Republican members to throw their full weight behind Jordan. Representative Don Bacon expressed frustration at appearance of rewarding bad behavior by voting for Jordan. It's akin to doling out candy to a mischievous child, and the fear is that it sets a precedent that could lead to greater turmoil within the party. And that's for sure true. This entire scuffle does set a bad precedent for nominating somebody and then voting them in and then quickly voting them out and then nominating somebody and then removing them and nominating somebody else. It's a pressure cooker for sure. With humanitarian crises and funding legislation on the line, the speaker's chair isn't just a prize, it's a responsibility. And it ought to be a position of stability for not just the party, but the House in general. The next speaker has the Herculean task of mobilizing the House to respond to the aftermath of the Hamas-led attacks in Israel and impending social services crises. I did not come here to be emotional. I came here to govern, said Representative Mark Moliano, echoing the sentiments of many who are growing increasingly impatient with the party's indecisiveness. As we bear witness to this spectacle, it's crucial to remember the growing chasm within the political landscape of the country right now. Not only is the divide widening between Democrats and Republicans, but it's also becoming a grand canyon within each party. If politics in Washington is the mirror of our nation, what does this reflection say about us as a people? The words of Paul in Ephesians come to mind, our verse of the day. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. The division that plagues our political bodies also reverberates in our churches, communities, and homes. At this tumultuous moment, unity must become our paramount objective. A unified church can serve as a cornerstone in a splintering world. A unified community can provide solace when national dialogue seems to be shouting matches. And a unified home can be a cradle of love and understanding, a haven away from the tumultuous tides of public discourse. Our politicians might be entrenched in a divisive struggle, but that doesn't mean we have to follow suit. If a house divided cannot stand, let's make sure that our homes, churches, and communities are fortresses of unity in these trying times. The nation may be entangled in a web of political chaos, and politicians might be constantly infighting and battling for a chair that means nothing anymore, but our moral compass will remain steadfast in Christ. As we continue to navigate this labyrinth of division, let us be reminded of the eternal importance of unity, love, and understanding. So, with all of this being said, let's lift this story up in prayer. Lord, as our nation's leaders seem entangled in their own agendas and divisions run rampant, grant us the wisdom and courage to see unity in our communities, churches, and homes. Inspire our politicians to rise above the pettiness and to govern responsibly, keeping in mind the greater good for all. May our moral compasses remain steadfast amid the storm, guided by love, your word, righteousness, and an understanding of our fellow people. We love you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The final frontier takes on a new luster as NASA shifts its telescopic lens from the poetic sprawl of nebulae to the more pragmatic vista of heavy metal, not the headbanging, guitar-strumming kind, but the nickel and iron that form the building blocks of planetary cores. On a journey six years in the making, NASA's Psyche mission, helmed by Arizona State University's Lindy Elkins-Tanton, plans to examine an asteroid also named Psyche. It's not just any rock. It's a metallic marvel estimated to be worth around, I don't even know how this works, 10 
thousand quadrillion dollars. If it were somehow dragged back to earth and sold on the metals market, that's what it would be worth. And that's one way to reduce the national debt, maybe. In a cosmic financial market where rock beats paper, this kind of asteroid stands out among its stony peers. Contrary to most of these celestial bodies visited by astronauts or robotic spacecrafts, which are made of rock, ice, or frosty combination of both, Psyche's dense form, nearly the size of Massachusetts, is about 60% metal. Such a composite makes Psyche an invaluable time capsule from our solar system's infancy. The mission's underpinning go beyond the allure of galactic bling. Planetary scientists suggest that Psyche might be the exposed nickel-iron core of a planetismal or baby planet that had a short-lived career in the celestial forming business. Think of it as a breadcrumb trail leading back to the birth of Earth and its rocky neighbors. With no way of physically venturing to the Earth's core or time-traveling to the dawn of the solar system, Exploring the unique asteroid of this metallic substance gives us an unprecedented glimpse into planetary evolution. The spacecraft, approximately the size of a tennis court with its solar arrays fully deployed, rocketed into space atop a Falcon Heavy from NASA's Kennedy Space Center. Once in the asteroid's orbit, it will serve as a high-tech prospector for uh, the last two years, mapping Psyche's terrain, examining its internal density, and hunting for traces of magnetic fields. According to Elkins Tanton, while the 10,000 quadrillion dollars figure she calculated in 2017 sounds tantalizing, the reality is that Psyche isn't a candidate for mining at all. For starters, the technology to tow a Massachusetts-sized asteroid from between Mars and Jupiter all the way back to Earth's neighborhood doesn't yet exist. Second, its worth is purely hypothetical, since introducing such an amount of metal to the Earth's market would certainly plunge prices. Instead, the asteroid Psyche may serve as a celestial equivalent of a laboratory mouse, its findings informing future mining of smaller, more accessible mini-Psyches with similar metal-rich compositions. Jim Bell, the mission's former deputy principal investigator, argues that such space-borne resources could make non-Earth settlements more sustainable in the long run. So here's to future space travel. As the U.S. grapples with internal divisions, whether it's political schisms within the Republican Party or ideological rifts among Democrats, space missions like Psyche offer a lofty, pun intended, reminder of the common quest for knowledge that unites us. In a time of great divisiveness, projects that advance human understanding are testaments to unity. No matter what our differences may be or where we stand on this earth God has created, we all have one thing in common. At some point, we have looked up at the stars set firmly in the sky and felt small. That sense of smallness is a part of the human experience. It's a sliver of what it means to stand in the presence of God, who is more candescent than the stars and more vast than the expanse of the universe. Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. As our spacecrafts venture into divine tapestry of the cosmos, let's remember that these heavenly bodies were set in place by an omnipotent Creator. While politics and worldly matters may divide us, the grandeur of the universe, reflected in missions like Psyche, serve as a heavenly reminder that we share this tiny blue dot hanging in the sky full of God's handiwork. We're all small, and that should humble us all. So, whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, or just an interested Earthling, perhaps it's time to unite in wonderment at the grandiosity of what lies beyond our terrestrial sphere. After all, exploring the heavens might just bring us closer together down here on Earth. With all this being said, let's close our time together in prayer.
Dear Lord, as we venture into your celestial tapestry, remind us that the heavens are a testament to your glory and your glory alone. And they're also an invitation for us all to awe at you. In unity, may we all feel humbled, small, and ready to worship you. May the awe we feel looking at the stars inspire us to see common ground here on earth. Grant wisdom to those advancing our understanding of the universe and let their work serve as a reminder that while we may be divided in worldly matters, we can all share the gift of wonderment and curiosity. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today on Pray News. It is our aim to be informed and transformed. We pray today you would proceed with hope, love, and determination to be a force for good in this world. If you've enjoyed this take on the news, consider writing a review and share your experience. You can sign up for our newsletter at praynews.com. There you'll find all the sources to all of our reporting. Be sure to download the Pray.com app to make prayer a priority in your life and experience the Bible in new, cinematic, and engaging ways. God bless. Listen to the podcast, Heroes in the Bible, Jesus, with Dr. Tony Evans. This is my beloved son. It is in him I am pleased. What have you to say for yourself, Jesus? You have made claims to be the son of Jehovah. I am as you said. Listen to Heroes in the Bible Jesus with Dr. Tony Evans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.